Yes, indeed, it's that time again. Today's health update. I am Roy Williams, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation. Hope that you're having an awesome day. I certainly am. It's an awesome day every day that I get to uh, study the Word of God, which is every day for me, but I get to teach it on Mondays. I love Monday school because I get to teach you straight from the book of, of the Word of God, the book itself, the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse. If you're following along, uh, we're going to begin with uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verse 21. We're going to do that. That's where we left off last week. So get your King James Version of the Bible out and uh, and follow along, and uh, you'll understand it hopefully better than you ever have in your life. 
Uh, you know, that old King James Version, uh, the last one was put out in the 1800s. Uh, they still use a lot of that old world English, and it makes it a little hard for people to understand, and some of the words just, uh, we don't ever hear them anymore. So I straighten all that out for you. I don't change what the Word of God says. I'd never do that. I cannot make something better uh, than what God wrote. However, it was originally written in Hebrew and Chaldean Greek, uh, and then eventually it was translated over into Old English in the 1600s and then revised in the 1800s. And let me tell you something, uh, our language has changed. So to make it easier for everybody, I have uh, decided to, <laughs> to to put it in modern English. But to get started today <clears throat> on today's lesson, I'm going to start with Romans chapter 8, verse 28. You don't have to go there. Uh, but the King James Version says, and we know, this is Paul writing, and Paul, oh my goodness, what an incredible, you know, he wrote more in the New Testament than any of the other apostles. Uh, it says, and we know that all things, underline all, all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Uh, let me explain that to you. It's real simple. Uh, you know, if you love God, things work together for good. Now, it may not seem like it at certain points in time in your life, but believe me, it, in the long run, it does work out for good to those that love God. Well, how do you love God? You study his word. You show respect for him. You talk to him. You pray. Uh, nothing pleases your father more than for you to just, uh, in your own heart and mind, you don't have to be in front of everybody. You don't have to get on your knees. You don't have to get in a room. You don't have to hold your hands a certain way. I mean, just talk to your Father in heaven just like it was your own Father sitting there in front of you and just talking to him or your best friend because he's both. If you will let him, he'll be your best friend, and it will be the best friendship you've ever had in your life. So love God. And it says to them who are what? Are called according to his purpose. We're all called uh, if we're Christian. Uh, for his purpose, whatever that is. I don't know what yours is. God called me to teach. Uh, he wants me to spread the word of God. And so I'm doing what I can uh, to spread the word of God, including using it on this radio show, at which I want to say I appreciate you listening to today's health update. There's so many things you could be doing, so many distractions. Uh, but you know what? Because you love God, uh, you're getting it straight from my mouth to you right out of the word of God in a way that I hope you understand it better. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21 is where we left off last week, but let's cover it again. It's a great verse. It says, the wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. What does that mean in modern English? Uh, all right, those who have reverence for the Lord, okay, uh, so that's what wise in heart means. It means reverence for the Lord will have understanding, and the pleasantness of their speech will help others know the truth. You know, you're not going to win people if all you do is find something wrong with them. Stop that. As Christians, we're good finders. We're going to look for the good in, 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 in people. We really are. Now, when we do realize and run into somebody who's just not going to let us be kind, we move on. We kick the dust off our feet, and that's what the Lord told us to do. But remember, a pleasant speech 
will help others know the truth. And in that part of what we are to do, in that part of our purpose that we were called of God to do, I think it is. I think the purpose that we're called to do is to help one another. Treat others uh, the way you'd want to be treated. That's what we want you to do. And uh, you know what? If you do that, you just can't go wrong. There's just no way around it. Uh, you can't go wrong. So let's uh, let's be sure we do those things. All right, let's look at Proverbs 16, verse 22. <clears throat> Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. Now remember, if you see him or he or her in the Bible, uh, that's not gender specific. It's talking about human beings, okay? So understanding is, well, is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. Let's read that in modern English. Discretion is, continu- is a continual source of life for those who obtain it. So what does understanding mean? It really means discretion. It means you've got the information that you know the truth and, and you use it as you should. You don't try to force it upon people. So discretion is a continual source of life for those who obtain it, okay? But the doctrine of the foolish is thoughtless speech. That's what folly is. You ever been around someone who's foolish? Just foolishness comes out of everything that comes out of their mouth. That's not a pleasant thing at all, is it? So let's be what we should be, what God wants us to be. 16 verse 23, King James Version says, The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. That's a, that's a little bit strange the way it's written, but you know what? Uh, back in those days, it was that was how you would read it. But today you'd read it this way. The awareness of those who love God skillfully use their speech and adds instruction to their language. Uh, you see, this is how we communicate with other people. Uh, that's what this Proverbs all about. And remember, Proverbs is all about wisdom, and we want you to be wise. Verse 24, Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Let that soak in a minute. Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, okay? Uh, what, you, ever, you ever bitten into a honeycomb? <laughs> it's so sweet and it's so good, especially if you're real hungry and had not had anything to eat for a while. It's really nice. Uh, so favorable speech can be compared to the honeycomb, sweet to the mind, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Now, uh, modern English would read a favorable speech can be compared to the honeycomb, sweet to the mind, all right, sweet to the mind and calmness to the body. That's what that really means if you break the Hebrew down into modern English, okay? Verse 25, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's pretty clear, just like it's written. But modern English would say there is a direction that seems right to people, but the end of it leads to the grave. That's that's what, uh, you know, uh, death means. They're talking about the death of the physical body, and it could even mean death of the soul. You know, we're all going to die, but some of us will only die once. We'll die in the flesh, everybody. You're going to eventually die. Even if you're here when Christ sets foot in Jerusalem, instantly you're going to shed the old flesh body. It's going back to the dirt, 
okay? Uh, but if you are right with the Lord, uh, you'll live forever. Those who aren't right with the Lord and don't want to get right with the Lord and refuse to get right with the Lord, there's a second death. And unfortunately, that's the worst of all. That's the death of the soul. We want to avoid that. All right. Verse 26, he that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. That's a little hard to understand, but let's read it in modern English. Those who labor put forth effort for themselves, for their appetite drives them. That craving means appetite. Craveth, of course, we don't use that word in modern English anymore, but uh, <laughs> we would say it craves, all right? Uh, would say appetite, but for their appetite drives them. Verse 27, an ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is as a burning fire. Now, what is that? An ungodly man, someone who refuses to get to know Christ, who refuses to read the word of God. They're ungodly. So modern English would read it this way. The ungodly person looks for wickedness. They just look for it. It's like they're looking around every corner for something wrong, something evil, something bad. And in their speech, there is a scorching flame. In other words, it's destruction. Fire destroys. Uh, that's what their speech does. It, it does harm. Uh, those people's speech does a lot more harm than good. Are you one of those people? I hope not. 28. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Now remember, froward, that's an unusual word for us. Not forward. It's froward, F-R-O-W-A-R-D. What does that mean? It means perversion. So let's read it in modern English. A perverse person causes contention. They're always causing arguments, fights, strife, as it said up there. And a gossip, that's what a whisperer is. And a gossip drives close, divides, I'm sorry, divides close friends. You get involved with somebody, it's a gossiper, and it'll destroy a friendship in a heartbeat. So let's be what the Bible wants us to be. <clears throat> let's, let's learn the Word of God. 29, 1629, King James says, A violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. All right, modern English, a violent person deceives their neighbor. That's what enticeth means. You look it up in Hebrew, you'll see, I don't make this up. I look these words up in Hebrew to give you a more easier way to understand it in modern English. <clears throat> so modern English, a violent person deceives their neighbor and leads them down a path that is not good. Real simply put, real factual. Of course, everything in the Bible is pretty factual. Verse 30, he shutteth his eyes to devise froward things. There's that word again, froward. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. That's the King James Version. Modern English, you could read it this way. They close their eyes to plot perverse things. They actually plot. They dream up. They look for ways to be perverse. All right. In modern English, the last part of that verse would say shape shaping their lips to make wicked things happen. Uh, you watch them. You watch how they use their mouth. You watch how they use their lips. It's perverted. It really is. 31, it says, The, the hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I, my whole life I read that. I never understood what hoary meant. H-O-R-Y. 
hoary head. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's read it in modern English. The gray head is seen as a crown of splendor if it is com- if it is combined to righteousness. Okay, if it's hooked to righteousness, if it's you know that that gray-headed person, that silver-headed person, uh, it's a crown of splendor. Now, a lot of you listening to me going, "All right, see that, that's me." <laughs> if it is combined to righteousness, if it's what connected to righteousness, trying to do what's good for other people, and and to do righteous things. Thirty-two. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Pretty easy to understand, but modern English goes, those that are slow to become angry are better than the strong, especially when connected to righteousness. There it is again. Uh, You know, you want to connect it to righteousness. You want to do what the good Lord wants us to do. So uh, keep those things in mind. 33, the lot is cast into the trap. But the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. We're talking about people here, here who, uh, who set a trap. You know, uh, it's they're sneaky. Uh, uh, look at what that would mean in modern English. The dice are cast into life, but the total judgment of it all is from the one true God. You know, good and bad happens to everybody. All Christians, you're going to have both good and bad happen to you. It's not what happens to you. It's how you respond or react to what happens to you. So the die is cast into life. You're just going to be out there in life, and there's good and bad in the world. You're going to be exposed to it. But the total judgment of it all is from the one true God. God is the only judge. You need to understand, one day you're going to stand face to face with God at the uh, white throne judgment. We all are. Which way are you going to go into paradise? We're all going into paradise when we shed this old flesh body. Which side will you be on? There's a gulf between the two. And you've read about it if you've read the book of Luke. If you hadn't, it's a good idea. All right, chapter 17, verse 1. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. Now, remember uh, dry morsel and remember sacrifices, okay? I'll read it again. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. That's King James, modern English. It is better to have a small amount of dry bread with peace than a household full of offerings, or meat, you might say, with grief and controversy. What's a sacrifice? It's an offering to God for the remissions of sins. So you got to understand, it's better to have a small amount of dry bread where there's peace than a household full of offerings or meat with grief and controversy. You ever been in a house that's just full of controversy? That's not comfortable. 17.2, a wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. Ooh, that's a little twist. Let's read it in modern English. The employee with insight will have control over a son or daughter that causes disgrace and should have a share of the inheritance along with the relatives. You see, God makes it pretty simple. Uh, if if you're an employee and you have insight and you have con, uh, and you have control over your children a son or daughter okay 
that causes disgrace, if you get control over them, then what happens? You should have a share of the inheritance along with the relatives. But let me tell you, the opposite of that is true too. You let those children get away with horrible things and you even enable them to do bad things, uh, you're not going to be popular amongst the people. Okay, it's just that simple. 17.3, the fining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. What's a fining pot? It's where they melt the silver down and then they take off the slag, what's not good, and they get rid of it. Same with the gold, the furnace. You heat it up and you get rid of the bad elements, leaving pure silver, pure gold. But the Lord trieth the hearts. Let's read that in modern English. The melting pot purifies silver, and the furnace purifies gold, but God tests the genuineness, genuineness of everyone's heart. Let that soak in. God's going to test you from the heart. That means your mind. That means who you really are. That means your spirit. God is the judge. 14. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. That's pretty simple, but modern English says those who do evil pay attention to unrighteous speech. Do you pay attention to unrighteous speech? Do you put up with people that are vulgar and talk bad about women or men or anybody for that sake? Uh, you know, don't pay attention to them. You can tell if that's evil or not just by what they say. And the last part of that verse in modern English would say, and a liar will pay attention to mischievous language. Liars love to be in the company of other liars. That's what that boils down to. It's pretty simple to understand, I believe. 50, I mean, 17.5, verse 5, King James, Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker, and he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. In other words, those who ridicule the impoverished has contempt for their maker. They don't like God. They treat people ugly, especially the uh, the poor, uh, you know, the ones that are maybe uh, not all there, let's say. Uh, you better be careful. If you treat them bad, you're showing contempt for God Almighty. And in modern English, the last part of that says, and those who are happy about their destruction will not go unpunished. If you see uh, some people impoverished and they're destroyed, uh, and you maybe laugh at it. You, you, trust me, you're not going to go unpunished. Verse 6, children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. All right? And the glory of children are their fathers. All right? Let's move that modern English because that's a little twist on the mind there. A child's offspring are a crown worn by grandparents. You see, there's no word for grandparent, uh, grandma or grandpa, nothing like that in, in the Bible. It's just not there. Uh, they talked about the lineage, but they didn't give them names like we do today. So a child's offspring are a crown worn by grandparents. You know, you'd ask any grandparent, uh, when that grandchild was born, wow. I mean, it's a crown. That's a special thing. Last part of that verse would read, and the splendor of children are their parents. Do you hold your parents in high regard? Maybe they didn't treat you the way they should have. You still ought to be grateful for them because without them, you wouldn't even be here. And God is going to be the judge overall. And you want to be sure that he judges you fairly so you be fair to other people. 
17.7, excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. <laughs> what does that mean? A flattering tongue or a flattering language is not fitting someone lacking understanding. That's a fool, someone that lacks understanding. You ever hear someone that lacks understanding trying to sound smart? I, I know you have. You've heard that. The last part of that verse in modern English would say, even less the deceitful language of a ruler. Man, when a ruler's lying to his people and lying to everybody, uh, dis- being deceitful, that is a disgusting thing. And that's what it's talking about there. When they start talking about all this stuff they're going to do and then don't get around to doing it, we see that too much today. 17.8, a gift is a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it. Rather soever it turneth, it prospereth. Okay, let's get that in modern English really quick here. A bribe is a well-favored gift in the eyes of the one that receives it. Oh, yeah, you can bribe people with money. I see it happening to politicians all the time. So a bribe is a well-favored gift in the eyes of who? The one that receives it. Look at the last part of that verse. No matter what is taught, they believe it will bring success. Don't fall into that trap. Uh, God sees all. God knows the heart. He's a cardio knower. He knows your heart. You can't lie to God. You can't fool God. Please don't ever think you can fool God. Uh, Nine, excuse me. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love. But he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. That's a little confusing. Modern English would say a person that conceals an offense is looking for friendship. You know, when you're, you're trying to save someone from being embarrassed, uh, you may try to get people to look the other direction. That's a person that conceals an offense, is looking for friendship. Is that how you try to get your friends? But a person that continually brings up a trespass divides the relationship. It's hard to be around someone that's finding fault in everything you do, continually bringing up what you did bad. They never let it go. Even though you ask forgiveness, uh, do they forgive you? Not if they keep bringing it up and pointing to it and and reminding you. Don't be that person. Please don't be that person, okay? Uh, let's, let's, Let's use discretion. And let's use God's word to lead, guide, and direct us. Ten, a reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. That's real simple in modern English. A rebuke, that means correction, penetrates a godly person more than an ungodly person who receives a hundred beatings. It's okay to correct a godly person. They'll usually take it in stride and learn from it. <clears throat> but you try to uh, you try to rebuke or correct uh, an ungodly person. A hundred beatings won't even straighten them out. That's what it's talking about here. Uh, just you can't change them stripes on that zebra. Eleven. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Hmm. Let's read that again. An evil man seeketh only rebellion. He's not learning from it, from anything. 
Therefore, a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. What does that mean, modern English? A wicked person who desires to continually rebel, go against God's word, in other words, can expect a merciless representative to move against them. You see, you don't get away with anything. God sees all. God understands and corrects all. Eventually, it's going to come to light. Twelve, let a bear robbed of her whelps. Excuse me, I messed up here, I think. Let me be sure I started on the right verse. Yep, I did. Let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. Now, what does whelps mean? That means uh, cubs, baby bears. So modern English, better someone run upon a bear whose cubs have been taken from her. That's an angry bear, ladies and gentlemen than to walk with a foolish person involved in their foolishness. Just don't get involved with those people. You'll be glad. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick up with verse 13, uh, chapter 17, verse 13 next week. I hope you're learning to understand God's Word better. Uh, start with Wisdom's a book. It's going to be coming out soon. I'll let you know when, and if you'd like to get a copy of it, we'll tell you how to do so. Uh, but it'll be a great tool for you to teach your children, your grandchildren, and to learn even more yourself. Thank you for listening to today's Health Update. Uh, remember, and we know, that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Prove to God you love him. Study his word. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com www.podbean.com And remember, you can learn more by going to our website www.nhcherbs.com That's www.nhcherbs.com Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660